Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast and please feel free to share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman. We're going to talk college football, the NCAA. Will there be a season? How about the Power Three, the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12? It's all about money. It's not about player safety, student-athlete safety. Follow the money. NCAA, we'll talk about it and where they have failed the student-athletes. We'll talk about whether or not there'll be spring football and what is going on here in this, this world that's basically changing each and every day. All about college football. Trey will sprinkle in a small NBA comment near the end related to everything we're talking about with college football. So that's what this episode's all about. Hey, connect with me on social media. It's a great way to keep up with all of the episodes of Talking Sports with TK. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N. I'll be glad to connect with you. I'm happy to do that. Also, click the favorite button on this podcast. That way you'll always know when we put another one out, no matter what platform you may be listening on. We're available on all the major platforms. You can listen on your phone, your laptop, the whole bit. Hey, let's pause for a quick message, and then we're going to come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. It's all about college football, the NCAA, the Power Three. It's coming your way after this pause. Stay tuned. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We continue with Talking Sports with TK, about to be joined by Trey Blossman for another episode of Sports Takes. I'm Tommy Chrysan, and again, we encourage you to share this podcast with any and all of your friends. As I mentioned, we're going to talk NCAA, college football. We're going to talk about that today, and we got a lot of thoughts and things we want to kick around, and we're going to do that in this episode of Sports Takes. Trey Blossman, hello. How are you doing today? Doing all right, Tommy. Happy it's Friday, man. <laughs> yeah, it's Friday. We're basically at the midpoint of August, and we roll on in an altered sports world and an altered everyday life type of world because of the pandemic and all the things surrounding it. But uh, certainly a tumultuous week, if you will, in the world of college football. That's what this episode is all about. As the uh, Power Three, as I'm going to call them, the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 have plans to play a football season. Uh, the formerly known as members of the Power Five, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, have opted not to play. They say they want to play in the spring. We'll get to that later. That's not happening. But my opening comment is on the NCAA. That's an acronym for no clue at all. NCAA, no clue at all. They've had months to prepare for the fall sports, not just football, because you got volleyball in there and cross country and soccer. Those student athletes work very hard. They've had months to prepare, but there's no leadership. I tweeted out earlier in the week that Mark Emmert, the president of the NCAA, did he become a ghost? Because nobody heard from him and seen him. Now he came out with some stuff on Thursday evening which he just babbled and made no sense and said that they don't need a, a, a commissioner for college football. Well, 
They don't have a commissioner. They don't have a president for the NCAA. They've had months to plan, no leadership. Everybody's on a different page. One conference is doing this. Another conference is doing that. I mean, it's just, it's unorganized. And the NCAA has got a lot of money, although they took a big hit when they didn't have March Madness. And who knows if they have March Madness next year. Here's an interesting statistic for folks. 80%, 80% of the NCAA's annual budget comes from the revenue they get from March Madness. Well, guess what? That got whacked this year. Who knows if it'll happen next year? Aside from that, they still got a lot of money. Never came up with a plan how to address fall sports, in particular football, which is the cash cow. However, the SEC has kind of been the leader. The ACC has followed them a lot. So has the Big 12 uh, in an effort to play football and, and do it in the safest way that they can and try to protect the student athletes. I fault the NCAA for not getting ready. I applaud the power three, the SEC, the ACC and the Big 12 for you know, taking a step forward. They're going to push the envelope, see if they can do it. Now, they may have to come out in September the 15th or the 18th and say, we're not going to do it. That that remains to be seen. But the mere fact that they're not jumping the, the, to a conclusion or they're making a decision too soon, I applaud that. I'm all about playing football. I don't want anybody to get sick. I don't want anybody to die from the, the COVID-19. By, by no means am I advocating that. But I think based on what we know, I don't think playing football is going to cause a big problem. Well, Tommy, a couple of things in response. The NCAA was weak long before Mark Emmert came along and made things worse. Okay, that's number one. Number two, as we touched on Monday, these young 18 to 22, 23, with some exceptions, we talked about LSU's punters, 29 years old, he played five years of baseball. But these guys are all in their late teens, early 20s. They're not going to die. Even if they get COVID-19, coronavirus, they're, they're not going to die. It's just not going to happen. Uh, we talked about the death rate on Monday. Uh, what we didn't talk about is a lot of the people that make up that small percentage of death rate were average 76 years old. This is not going to badly damage the health of any of these student athletes. That, that needs to be said. Uh, did you see that King Alexander, while we're talking about ineffective and horrible former LSU leaders, we just mentioned Mark Everett, um, Emmert, King Alexander, F. King Alexander says, LSU not dealing in reality and thinking that they're going to be able to play football. Uh, I, I'm sure the powers that be that are making decisions for LSU are very well steeped in the reality of the situation, Tommy. Yeah, and I mean, the reality of the situation is that they are going to attempt to play football, okay? And, and, and F. King Alexander is no different than anybody else. He's got an opinion. He's gathered some information, and he made a statement. Yeah, I think he looks like a, an ass clown, but, you know, that's his choice. He, he looked like an ass clown many times in his tenure in Baton Rouge uh, uh, heading up the, the LSU campus. But, you know, there's it, so many people to listen to. And, you know, you get different opinions that that happens in daily life in the business world and in the sports world. I just again, I applaud the SEC, the ACC and the Big 12 for, you know, and, and who knows if they're going to blow a whistle and kick a football off. That's an unknown. I don't know the answer to that, but they're going to try 
And the key here is they're going to wait until they have to make a decision before they make a decision instead of jumping out ahead of it, you know, some five, six weeks ahead and saying, oh, no, we're not going to do that. You don't know. Things can change. We've, we've, everything's been changing every 15 minutes since, since March when this virus was, was first you know, unleashed onto the American public and so in the worldwide public. So it, I just don't understand the having to jump to the decision without waiting until you have to make it. Now, I'm sure I would be willing to bet the SEC, they got a date in their mind somewhere on Sankey, the commissioner's desk. Hey, boss, you know, they tell you they want to play September 26th. I'm guessing, okay, I'm, I'm shooting in the dark here. September 19th, we are going to say, yes, we're playing the following Saturday or no, we're not. Okay. And they don't have to do anything to whatever that date is. And they're going to be in touch with all the university presidents, the ADs. I think the coaches will just have a voice through their athletic director. And they're going to make a decision. I hope they play football. There won't be any fans in the stands. There won't be any tailgating. I know lots of people who have LSU season tickets who are deferring their monies towards the 2021 season uh, going forward. Well, that's probably a good decision, Tommy. I've heard a lot of Tiger season ticket holders because I have a lot of them in my family. I don't have to go very far to find them <laughs> to have a conversation with. Wondering if they do allow fans in and there is uh, social distancing and they decide that in a stadium with a capacity of approximately 100,000, they can only put, say, 40,000, pick a number, 30,000 fans in the stands. Who gets those tickets? And do the same people get them every week? And in the case of some of my family members that have a 25-person suite, how many can go in the suite? And how do they get to then divide, I guess, on a pro rata basis? If one side of the family has eight seats, they're going to get a third, a third, a third. Uh, it's just logistical problems everywhere you look with this Uh if you're going to have fans, if you're not going to have fans, you don't have logistical problems. That's that why I don't. Easy. That's why I don't think they're going to do the fans. Say, look, they talk about student athlete safety and all this. That, that's not what this is about. Okay, this is about money. Money. It costs a lot. As uh, Tim Rebo, head coach at Nichols, uh, outstanding program in the Southland Conference, uh, was quoted this week as saying, "Hey, there's a lot of money involved here to test." a couple of times a week and prepare the, the offices and the locker room and the training room and then the stadium if you're going to have anybody in there. And frankly, most schools, a vast majority of schools cannot afford this. The other part of the money issue is these schools are fearing a lawsuit. They're fearing litigation. If someone, if some student athlete gets sick, has serious complications or lifelong complications or you would pass away from this, the lawsuit. But yet they're going to open campus. They, the school's still going to be liable if a kid gets sick in the biology class or the speech class, wherever they're at. I mean, you know, they, some schools are still going to do intramural, still going to let teams practice. So it's either all or nothing. You either do this or you don't. Again, this is about money, money, money. Some can't afford it. You know, your Southland Conference schools, they cannot afford this. You know, most of your power you know, in the old power five can't afford it. Other schools will find a way in the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 because people, they will get paid to put these games on TV. 
And so, you know, it's a money thing. There's no question about that. And this could lead it to the tipping point of large coach contracts, multi-year contracts that you couldn't see salaries cut, positions cut, programs cut. We've got a long list of schools that have eliminated some of their minor sports. One other thing, this deal that we're going to play in the spring, that's not happening. That's not feasible. That's not safe. That's not smart. That's just these conferences kicking the can forward to say, okay, well, we're going to try to play a spring football season. No, you're not. They might have spring spring practice like we've always known spring practice to be. They're not playing a season because because what are you going to do? Ask kids, ask these kids to play 22, 23, 24 football games in eight months. Can't do that. I mean, come on. This is the it's about money. And they're going to come out in December and say we we're going to shoot for the fall of 2021. And hopefully they'll have some leadership that will put a plan in and everybody can follow. I said this 20, 25 years ago. The NCAA needs to departmentalize. They need a football division with somebody that runs that. They need men's basketball division, women's basketball division. You know, some of the other sports you could put together. You have a track and field division, whatever it might be. And this may lead to that. Uh, it's a shame it took so long to get to that. But this is about money. This is about fear of litigation and lawsuits. And, again, I applaud the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12, as I now dub them the Power Three, for going forward. And we may not see a single snap of football, but they're going to do their darndest and exhaust every possibility to perhaps play. Well, Tommy, you have to wonder, in the overall scheme of things, if football is just that much more important to SEC schools, to ACC schools, to Big 12 schools than it is to Pac-12 schools and, and Big 10 schools? And the answer is obviously yes. Uh, those three conferences, as you call them, the Power Three, have done everything they can to move forward. An unnamed ACC conference official said to Dennis Dodd this week, they absolutely have plans to play. They're scheduled to start a few weeks ahead of the SEC on September 12th. Now, maybe that date gets pushed back a little bit. I I wonder if the SEC doesn't have on the back burner a plan where teams will only play eight conference games and take away those two games that they added. If we can't start on September 26th, but maybe they feel like they could start two weeks later in early October. Uh, Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Maybe we'll never know if they do. If they start on time and play, we'll never know. But if they can't start on time, I wonder if they have even considered alternatives. I would love to know the answer to that question. But I, I, like you, I applaud the conferences that are continuing to move forward because there's absolutely no reason anybody should have decided to cancel their football season here on this, what, 15th day of August? Is that what today is? 14th, 15th. People will be listening to this uh, all weekend, so that's fine. No, I I agree with you. I mean, you know, hey, it is what it is. I mean, this stuff is changing every 15 minutes, as we said, and, and you can't stop life. And in this case, you can't stop the sports world. Major League Baseball has proceeded with a few hiccups, the NBA, the PGA Tour. I mean, you know, sports is going to change forever as we have all come to know it up to this point. But again, college football is very important to a lot of people economically. You know, I read in Baton Rouge, they they think they're going to lose 
$80 million if they don't play a college football season. $80 million is a lot of money, even to somebody like LSU, who's got a, a bigger budget than a lot of people. And LSU, by no means, the richest school in the country. They're, they're not even in the top 25 as far as solid money goes. But they're, they're you know, they, they've got enough to, to weather this storm for a little bit, and then they'll find a way to get some more. Follow the money on this deal. And, and you get to the root of most decisions. Well, Tommy, that $80 million funds a whole lot of sports at LSU. Yeah, well, and we've seen other schools. I mean, Louisville, I mean, East Carolina, I can't remember them all now that have, you know, dropped cross country or they dropped lacrosse or they dropped swimming, golf, tennis, whatever it might be, because those schools bring in next to zero revenue and end up costing a lot of money. And, you know, LSU's got sports that don't bring in revenue. You know, and then you get to your Southeasterns and your Nichols and, and McNeese and, and other members of the Southland Conference. And, I mean, the football is, is what keeps them afloat in those paycheck games, if you will. Like Nichols was scheduled to play at LSU this year. That money uh, go, would go a long way in the Nichols budget. That's not happening now. You know, uh-huh. and that may be a reason why they, they're bailing, you know, the Southland that, that, Conference. That's the, that's the reason, the big reason you heard that Southland Conference news yesterday, Tommy. That, yeah. and as you've touched on before, they can't afford all the testing. They, they well, can't afford the, the protocol. Here's the proof that it's all about money. Tom Burnett, commissioner of Southland Conference, someone who I know, I haven't talked to in a while, but when I was working at Southeastern, talked to Tom a lot. They they said no conference play, but if you want to play a non-conference game, go ahead and play it, which means, let me translate, means if you got a paycheck game, you got a money game, and somebody will give you that money, go get it. It's all about the money. It's not about student athletes, safety, and this, that, and the other. It's about the money. You know, I mean, and, and you know, schools in Wisconsin and Michigan, they, they're going to let the kids keep practicing, and there's going to be intramural sports activities on campus. Well, you know, it's a money thing. And uh, just unfortunate. I hope we see some dang college football. You know, we may, we're going to do a bunch of podcasts going forward. We, we may have one that coming up soon that says there's no football. I don't know. Well, uh, <laughs> we, we will when we know, Tommy. And <laughs> That's all we can do. And again, they're not going to play spring football. How are you going to play football in Columbus, Ohio in January or February? Yeah. No. Everybody ever check? Check the weather report up there because then you get into, yeah, you got, you know, not only can't play football, how do you get a bunch of people to go to the stadium in that kind of weather when they normally be telling them don't leave the house? You know, I mean, well, they're not fooling me. The turnaround, the turnaround to play again in the fall makes it impossible to play in the spring. Uh, The SEC and the ACC, they have no plans to play in the spring. I've heard no conversation about that whatsoever. I don't think if they can't get the fall season in, I think those conferences wait until next fall. And those conferences, as you said, they're going to dictate what happens in the future because they're the conferences that showed good leadership during this crazy time period when other conferences were just bailing out, if you will. Uh, I really feel sorry for the student athletes. OK, yeah, sure. these are people that, yeah, yeah, I know they got scholarships and stipends and, and I know the whole story. OK, but, you know, so many of them are going to miss an opportunity to maybe better themselves and their family's life. Example, Joe Burrow, if there's no 2019 football season, he's a fourth, fifth, sixth round draft choice, may or may not make a team. 
Okay, they play in 2019. He, he becomes the number one draft pick with $26 million guaranteed. Patrick Queen's stock went way up into the second round. And I'm sure every school's got them one or two guys, especially in the power three, that you know really elevated their stock and made a whole lot more money. And the NFL is not for everybody. But I feel for these student athletes that have worked all their lives. They just want the memories and they want to be around their teammates. And, you know, now, the, you know, most college football teams aren't going to have that. And I know they're given another year of eligibility. That's a story for another day. So I feel I, I was an NCAA athlete, as you know, you know, college baseball 40 years ago, nothing compared to what happens now. But I, I still have memories and friends and, 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 and all that stuff from that experience. And so many of these current athletes and the volleyball players and the soccer players, they, they're going to miss all of that because of this overreaction to the pandemic. Well, Tommy, I, I also feel very sorry for the cha- players. Uh, a guy like Jamar Chase, who was ready to show the nation that he's the best wide receiver in college football. But more than any of them, Tommy, Miles Brennan waited his time. We all agreed this was going to be his time to shine. I'm going to feel really bad for that young man if he doesn't get to play football this fall. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that that that's another example. And I'm sure we you could if we had access, we could find similar stories nationwide. You know, even and at the division two II and three level, you know, uh, you know, the whole bit. I mean, it's just unfortunate. Again, I applaud the SEC, the ACC and the Big 12 at this point, as we sit here in mid-August, their plans are to exhaust every possibility to play football. No leadership from the NCAA. This is all about money. There's going to be no spring football. We'll just have to see what happens. Trey, as we wrap it up, any closing thoughts or comments from you? Well, uh, not regarding college football, but I would like to applaud applaud the NBA for a job well done with their plan. They made a plan. They executed the plan. The plan worked. Nobody's gotten coronavirus. They had excellent competition for the last playoff spot in the West, which wound up with a play-in series this weekend, Portland and Memphis tomorrow afternoon. Portland wins. They proceed as the eighth playoff spot selection. If Memphis wins, they play against Sunday. Whoever wins that game gets the eighth spot. Uh, it was a great plan. It was executed flawlessly. It's been fun to watch the games for the most part, uh, with the great exception, as we touched on Monday's podcast, that our Pelicans just didn't show up to play. And no, no NBA player was got the virus because he played basketball. No MLB player or PGA Tour player got the virus and was hospitalized because they played their sport. Uh, you know, there have been some hiccups, but that's normal. I mean, there's always going to be that. I, I wish the best for college football. You and I are both huge college football enthusiasts. Uh, I hope we see it. And only time will tell. We want people to share this podcast and click the favorite button so you'll know when we come out with another one and connect on social media, as I said earlier, and you'll always get uh, an episode of Sports Takes and Talking Sports with TK. Trey, I certainly appreciate it, as always. We'll do it again next week. Yes, sir. Thank you. Everybody have a great weekend. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.